There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Mouse Jones. I'm Matt Wilds. I'm Flora. And we are live next door. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. The guys next door. I am Mac Wilds. And uh apparently I'm the only one in the house right now. This is crazy. This You're the is only crazy. guy. Only guy. <laughs> the lone guy next door. Um, nah, thank you guys for coming again. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Seriously, we appreciate you. It's been three years now, dog. It's crazy. Three years. And you guys have been rocking with us through the pandemic, through it all. So we appreciate y'all. So make sure, uh, make sure wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, make sure you please subscribe. Make sure you, uh, if this is Apple Podcast, please give us five stars <laughs> for the rating because we are children and we love validation. Uh, go to our uh, Patreon, please. Patreon.com slash pod. Put some snaps on the Petro. Go pick up your keys today. Uh, do not be a Kimmy Gibbler. Don't be coming in our house, <laughs> man, fifth floor, going in our refrigerator, getting all of these free episodes and not, and not contributing. No, <laughs> please. Please do that. You can watch these episodes on YouTube, youtube.com slash guys next door pod. Um, also, follow, join in the conversation, uh, guys next door pod on all of our social media platforms. Yeah, man, uh, we got a we got a really dope group here today. And uh, I'm happy because <laughs> um, because. Uh, as the lone, usual, usually lone married man here, it's so hard to have full-on conversations or to, uh, I guess, get the opinions or even just the help from uh, other married minds. So, I, uh, I, I, I please, I, I want you guys to introduce yourself to the to the people back at home. Hello, hello, campus. hello. My name is Stephanie. My name's Travis. And we're from We Still Like Each Other, the podcast. Yes, so sir. we're Max New Married Friends. Oh my God, <laughs> I'm so excited, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I know you are because we, we have the same level of excitement when we meet other young married people who actually like each other, huh. who aren't pessimistic oh about marriage. Man. I'm sure you've heard it all. Oh, all of oh, it. Oh, just, just a year? Uh, give it to. Bro. Yeah. It is nuts. Oh, you're in the honeymoon phase. I've heard it all. 
and I and I think the way that I combat all of that is just by telling people, which which caught you guys by surprise was um, me and Christine have been on and off since we were fifteen. But you, do you feel like you almost have to give that like precursor because you yes. don't want them to be like, oh, we don't take you as serious. Oh yes, you have to. You have to. Just because I think in in relationships as a whole, I think a lot of people kind of just. Uh, they look at the the time that you guys have been together as a barometer for how real you guys have. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all it's bullshit. It doesn't matter. Yeah, even us, like when we first got together, we got married within a, the first year. That's that what. Okay, so let, I'm about to say, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> how how did this start? How did how did you guys like the beginning? Yeah, the beginning. Um, so we met one night at a friend's mutual uh, a mutual friend's birthday. Okay. And that night I saw her. I'm I'm pretty reserved and quiet. Mm-hmm. And she's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and I saw her and I thought like she was beautiful, but I instantly was attracted to him. I like for me it was like an instant connection. I don't know. It could have been the drinks I was having. Oh, but... <laughs> okay. All right. Right. I was instantly attracted to him, but I was in a relationship. And so was I. Ooh. I was in a, at that time, I was in a seven-year relationship. Yeah. Ooh, the plot thickness. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, you know, the universe had its way. There was a really drunk guy there that was all over me. Mm. And she and gave me like those, can you help me like, eyes? Hey. Yeah, so it was just the perfect opportunity for me to like look at at Travis and there was really no words shared but he knew I needed help like just the way I looked at him so I pretended to be her boyfriend yeah and he backed off wow and then we really pretended to be in a relationship because we were making out the whole night yeah so we were both some cheating dogs hey hey, man hey but you guys got married that means there was well that night happened Mm -hmm. and um we didn't talk again for nine months like we literally made out that whole night and I was like, take my number. She's like, no, I, I can't. I felt like, I, I was like, this was fun, but it has to stay here. Mm. You know, I had a four-month-old son, and it kind of was like, all right. We live like a little fantasy tonight, but that's it. I thought it was going to be like so, a cool story to have, but I would that never That is a really... fly story. That's something that they make movies out of. <laughs> I hit her with the line, like, just take my number. You may use it a year from now, two years, but just take my number. And mm-hmm. she took it. But we didn't talk till nine months later. And we started following each other on social media. So I had a little insight on her relationship. She would post her boyfriend. I'd be like, mm-hmm. look at this clown. <laughs> and um, nine months later, I'm at work one day and my phone is just blowing up. She's just liking all my pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, she hit like, you with the like attack. Yeah. Wow. And it worked because he slid in my DM. I show my coworker. I'm like, am I supposed to message her now? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Anything met. past three, you're supposed to you're supposed to jump back. You're supposed to hit back. <laughs> so be careful with them likes. Yeah, I did. listen. <laughs> I, <laughs> I understand. Yep. I understand the power of the like. Okay, so now you guys get together. Mm-hmm. You guys, you know, of course, you guys forge ahead. You said you guys decided to get engaged early. Yeah. So in March, I liked all his pics. He slid in my DM. That same year, Thanksgiving, we got engaged. Holy shit. Yep. And then March the following year, so one year to the date when we were on Instagram talking, we got married. Yeah. Fire. That's fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happened fast. Really fast. Hey. But we just knew. And when you know, you know. Because, I mean, being honest, I was in a seven-year relationship. I never even thought about 
marriage or kids. You let kids. And then- mm. I, I used to be that guy like, oh, I'll never date a girl with a child. Especially from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so he's from Brooklyn. So that was a whole other thing. Like his his family seeing their boy go to the Bronx, they thought like, "Yo, you understand?" Uh, even even me being from Staten Island, mm-hmm. I I had a girlfriend that lived in the Bronx, and my family was like, "You're moving where mm-hmm. to the Bronx?" Yeah. And I'm Dominican, so they thought I did some brujeria or something. Yo, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> like what? They was so like, Tra- fast. Travis ate the lasagna. She <laughs> ate the lasagna. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, getting into uh, getting into the podcast, what actually started. You guys on the journey of wanting to do your own podcast. So I had a um, sneaker pod, sneaker slash streetwear podcast with a few friends, just something oh, yeah. for fun. Okay. It's called I It So Boom. Shout out to Sneak and my brother Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just something we did for fun, but it came to an end. And you know, she says she saw that there was like a void there for me that she wanted to fill. So she's like, "Let's just do a podcast." Come on, wife. <laughs> Um, he's very, like he said, he's very reserved, quiet. He's not a out in the streets kind of guy, mm-hmm. but he did have joy in the podcast. Like he was responsible for, for all the technical stuff and he liked it. Like that's his fun. So I was like, we can have a podcast. Like we're best friends and unique. Like we don't know that many married people our age, mm-hmm. um, who actually like each other. Um, a lot of my friends come to me for relationship advice and I feel like, why not? And we kind of just did it. Yeah, we we said, were like, if it. we're going to do it, we're going to do it. We ordered the most expensive mics <laughs> <laughs> and just said, let's, you know, fuck it, let's go. Mm-hmm. And it's been a roller coaster ever since. Yeah. That's nice, man. Uh, I guess on the on the precipice of doing your podcast, you, um, as we've said, you know, you said, I think you we talked about it off air. You said uh, if it didn't work out in a year uh, or like if it didn't accumulate a certain number of uh, followers or whatever in a year. What was so? What was this this year? Because it's only been about a year, right? Yep. Yeah, this week will make a year. Yep. So, how has this year been for you guys, like podcasting wise? Honestly, it's just been up and up and up. Like we're surprised week to week. Like we just can't believe the support that we get. Um, people, young people. Like we're in our early thirties, but we're talking about twenty-two year olds talking about like wow. A relationship I could look up to, yeah. which is something we probably didn't even have ourselves. So that's been fulfilling in itself. Um, it's been honestly, it's been great. Just our people finding our people, because people assume that you know it's your family and friends that are supposed to. They have to. People mm-hmm. feel entitled to support, and I feel like for us, it's just been so organic with finding people like all over the country that just fuck with us. So yeah. it's been cool. Yeah, we have a Patreon, a few members, and we did like a Zoom, and it's like someone's from Croatia on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's three in the morning, and they're like, "No, I love you so much. Just keep going." <laughs> like, but you got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, Croatia, and it's not a huge following yet, but we have a, a solid group of people, so it feels great. So that's dope. Mm-hmm. Okay, so getting into relationships, mm-hmm. what was who who or what was one of the very first relationships that you guys looked up to and why? Oof. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, I don't have one. Yeah. Same. Um, I feel like we've been winging it. Yeah. Like not even like from no, movies my- or cartoons or like, well, not cartoons. 
So for me, I feel like when it comes to relationship, I had imposter syndrome. <laughs> like, mm. We talk about imposter syndrome a lot with your career or like mm. things you're capable of. But I feel like I never saw myself as a wife, as of having a family and like a nuclear family. I just didn't think it was possible. Like I didn't have anyone near me. And in my community, most of my friends didn't live with their parents. Like if they did live with both parents, they were the unicorns. It was like, oh, wow. Oh, so you, you got, got both you got, parents? You got your mom and your dad? You yeah, like <laughs> Yo, automatically, you're spoiled. <laughs> yeah. And then I wasn't really close to their family. So I didn't really have a family like that to look up to. Um, of course, the TV um, families, um, which kind of sounds weird now saying it, but like the Cosby show. <laughs> um Hey, shout out to the old Bill, not the new Bill. I know, I know. but, <laughs> yes. you know, that one was cool. <laughs> yeah, Lord. that family, what I liked about it was, like, the mom was um, successful in her own right. She mm-hmm. wasn't just, like, a wife and a mother. She had her own career and everything. So I feel like that was probably one of my first, like, ideal families from TV. Yeah, and for me, my parents divorced when I was, like, three. Okay. And then my mother remarried, and then she got another divorce. So I didn't really see anything worth taking notes on. Um, I will say that my father remarried and I did look up to, you know, they're still married. And I, till this day, I look to their marriage for inspiration. Just guidance. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, it was, for me, even though I did have both parents in the house, I was spoiled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I, I think I started uh, like a, a, an iconic relationship to me where it was the people that I watched on on television you know my mom and my dad they had too many problems that I knew about mm-hmm. so I, it was it was one of those things that I couldn't really uh ship them as much as I wanted to so it was more like the you know the I guess the Will and Lisa's and and you know Martin and Gina's like just watching their dynamics mm-hmm. of on on relationships the the ups and downs and how they always managed to come back together. That was the stuff that kind of like helped prepare me. I don't know for the, for the good or the bad for, uh, for the marriage. So that was, uh, that was real. Uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember your first argument? Ooh. The big one. When I fell out the cab. Oh, well, that's a that's a good one you could share. I got jealous. <laughs> um, so it you know we've made a lot of progress. And we, can, <laughs> we can tell this story, but you know Stephanie's bisexual, and she's the first person I ever dated that was bisexual. Mm-hmm. I never really had a grasp on how that works. You know, like you're attracted to both. You just want everyone in my mind. You know, <laughs> so we were going to meet up with someone she was formerly romantically involved with, but they're now yeah, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, who's a who's a woman at the time and it was cool but then at one point Stefan the girl went to the bathroom and Stefan's like oh I'll go with you and girls do that <laughs> in my head I ran through like 20 scenarios <laughs> I've seen too much porn in my life yeah. like <laughs> you know like oh they, it, t- it turned into a bra- a, a, a brazzers uh, exactly. special like, they're, two they're scissoring in there like, yeah. <laughs> Um, and I got pissed and it, it ruined the night. We got into a big argument. We got into a taxi. She got into an argument with the cab cause she felt like he was like trying to run up the meter. Mm-hmm. So she hopped out the cab and then I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So I tried to hop out, but then <laughs> yeah, 
he speeds off while I'm trying to hop out and I did a tumble on the floor. So now I'm like limping to her and we're like trying to run away from the cab driver. <laughs> and that was probably. Oh my God, this sounds so crazy. Th- yeah, that was a really bad night. Yeah. Um, that is amazing. I don't know how we pre-marriage. Reco- yeah, pre-marriage. I don't know how we recovered, but we did. Yeah. It didn't seem like the end of the world, but at the time it did. Of course, it always does. That's why I was, I think that was, the, that was my next question. You know, I think with six years of, six years of marriage or so six years, right? Mm-hmm. Six years, yeah. Um, you guys, you know how to maneuver, I guess, through a lot of stuff. So like when those bad times happened, um, what do you guys have? Is there like, are there ground rules to arguments? Or, like how do you, what, what does that look like now? So there wasn't. Before? Yeah, there weren't. We've developed some. Okay. Because you know, you know how it is in arguments. You want to, you want to get your point across. You want to jab, mm-hmm. but then you, mature and realize that's not the way to do it um and i get really hot i'm the more reactive partner spicy yeah what's so, what's your sign i'm a gemini so i'm i'm married to two women <laughs> hey 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 stay over there relax everybody when i say i'm a gemini everybody's like a gemini dominican yeah so. from the bronx <laughs> Whoa, layers, layers. <laughs> and I'm the eldest of five kids, so I have like this dominant, like just personality that could be a flaw if I don't check it. Hey, hey, I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm praying for you, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. So earlier in our relationship, I I already knew about how reactive I was, and I was a mother already, so I kind of was working on checking it. Smart. And not being so reactive, and my way of handling that is taking a minute. Not saying my immediate reaction, calming myself down because my filter is hard to check it if I'm upset. Okay. And I'm the opposite because I want to take care of it on the spot. On the spot. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I need a minute. But like, no, let's just talk about this now. And yeah. it took me a while. So he would like poke the bear and I'm like, I just need a minute. Like, <laughs> And just then finally like, it's, I yes. just bought a party out. <laughs> yes. And then it's like, I'm blaming him for saying something disrespectful because he didn't give me a minute but then it's like i need to take responsibility for the things that coming out of my mouth but then it's like all right i can control what comes out of my mouth if you give me some time so we figured out that yeah i still struggle with it because i still want to deal with it on the spot yeah Mm -hmm. but i've gotten better yeah he definitely six years later (laughs) six years later and then on the flip side sometimes he's just too chill and too content and not saying anything. And I'm like, no one's ever, everything's not okay all the time. So we should tell them, like, we have this clip that's pretty viral where you could. Yeah. Basically, I tell him, my problem with you is that you have no problems. And everyone's like, a woman, like, he has no problems. That's and that's what's your wrong? problem? <laughs> He's yeah. like, divorce her. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, it's, um, I could see, I could see that. I could, I could see that. You seem like a super even-keeled guy. Yeah, it, it, does, it takes a lot to take me off mm-hmm. my axis. Which is, I feel like, good, considering I've been such a reactive... Yeah, it's the balance. It's a nice balance. But in the same way I've learned to tone it down, I feel like he's learned how to open up a little bit more. Uh, yeah. So it we're, was... like, pulling each other to a more happy medium. Opposites attract. Hey, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm. Uh, I think I'm. I'm learning that as well, and that's that's taken. That's taken time, man. For real. Uh, 
like I said, me and Christina have been together since we were 15. And the arguments that we would have when we were younger are completely different. Absolutely. Now, those, those seem trivial. What? Oh, my goodness. Minute. The, the, the <laughs> smallest of the small. To where now it, 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 it just, yeah, you need ground rules in, in, in these arguments because it, it definitely feels like, you know, one bad blow up and it could be, it could be over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's, you know, the messaging behind the podcast, you know, you'll love someone possibly forever. There's probably people you're not even with anymore that you could be like, I do have a lot of love for that person mm-hmm. for what they meant to me at that time of my life. And all types of relationships, platonic family, all of them. Yeah. But the most important thing is that you like your partner. Like you, you want to go home to your wife at the end of the day. And it's not like you're like outside the house chugging up the Henny bottle. Like, <laughs> here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here we go. Or like you're just together because there's such a stigma around divorce. Yeah. So you're together just because or because of kids or any other reason other than this is my person. I'm happy with this person. We enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. Um, and just showing that it's possible even with those disagreements. Oof. Is there, has there ever been like a recurring issue? Always. Always. And you're like, we spoke about this. All the time. (laughs) Yeah. One of the, I think one of the biggest ones for, for us, Christina, she's, she's hot too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's, um, she's a Leo. I'm a Leo. But he's like a quiet Leo. He's to himself. Mm-hmm. He, but he likes fly stuff. That's why I understand. <laughs> he's a Leo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what she is, she's a, like, she's a roaring lion. Like, she wants, she wants people to, to hear her all mm-hmm. the time. So, with that, I, I constantly just have to tell her, like, listen, I, I can't dictate what you do or how you do it. I could just tell you, you know, as your husband, you know, don't talk to me certain ways. Mm. That's one of, that's for me. For her... I think one of the biggest things when it comes to me um, would be that uh, I can wake up early for work. If it, if it has something to do with work, mm-hmm. oh, my God. You're on it. I'm on it, up early. I am. It doesn't matter what time, 5 a.m. call time, 6 a.m. call time. If it has to do, if it's in the house, oh, no, nah, I need to sleep. I want to mm. rest. I, this is my time to rest, so let me rest. And she... She's I can like, relate. Yeah, she's she's giving me that message. Like, treat your family and your responsibilities here like you would your job. Yeah. Like, just the same way you put things on your calendar, you're always checking your calendar, put things I tell you to do on your calendar. So we have definitely had those conversations. Yeah. One of the things that I love about Travis is his work ethic. Um, he don't run on color people time. He's on time. Mm-hmm. He's pushed me to be better about it. I, I would take forever, drag in 15, 20 minutes late, wherever. Oh, I'm the worst. <laughs> he does not like that. So, But then it's like anything for our family, I have to do reminders or you forgot or you put it. And I'm like, I need you to apply that work ethic to working our family. <laughs> I am, man. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. Actually, let me, let me see if I can get her on the phone real fast. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's have a, a special guest. Yeah. Real fast, the missus, uh, and ask her herself, Christina. <laughs> we just had a, a post about what do you have your partner saved as? Do you, is it just her name? No. Okay. <laughs> it's an inner, it's a super inside joke, okay. but it's rainbow. Gotcha. 
Baby, <laughs> what you doing? I am on the podcast right now. I'm about to put you on speaker. Hold on. My love, I am here with uh, probably our new uh, married couple uh, friends. Um, <laughs> and uh, she says hi. Hey. Hello. Hey, Rainbow. so so listen so listen so they asked me they asked me what is uh i guess one thing that what is the reoccurring one uh, i guess one of our reoccurring uh disagreements i said on my side i constantly tell you how you talk 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 to me nice or don't talk to me at all what is the one for you the one let me get my book. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what? It's random. It would be that he doesn't take, when I'm like tired, because I'm usually on mom duty, he doesn't take Tristan outside enough for me. Mm-hmm. We've had that. We've had that. All right. Yeah, I would say that's something that's reoccurring. I'm like, can you, you know, take her outside? <laughs> take her outside, please. Do you find it difficult <laughs> to ask him to do it? No, she doesn't find it difficult to ask me to do anything. <laughs> uh, I've asked him, I'll ask him like initially, but then, you know, if you see that I'm laying down and you mm-hmm. know she hasn't been outside for the day and our child has a lot of energy, so mm-hmm. she has to go outside She's on a daily on basis. All the time. So, you know, if you know she hasn't been outside, why not just take the initiative? Because you know, I constantly ask you that. Yep. And we can relate. <laughs> oh, Lord. I feel like we're talking about me. Reoccurring rah-rah would be for me. I, was, I, I told him that uh, it was uh, that I don't wake up early enough. Oh. That varies. <laughs> <laughs> that, that can be thrown in there sometimes because... You woke up at like 145 yesterday. All right. It was 127. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> You're better than me, Christina. Jim at like 3 o'clock in the morning. So sometimes I understand him wanting to sleep in. Oh. But then other days I'll be like, I'm tired. <laughs> but yeah, that, that would be it. All right. Well, thank you, my love, for not fully embarrassing me. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll talk to you in a little bit. Anytime. All right. Bye. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. I got hot just hearing her. Dog. <laughs> Dog. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, but um even with that, I, I think I, I have um I, I I have started to kind of come at our arguments and always just say, Okay, one, where's the root of this? Like where's the root of this argument? Like what is this actually about? And two, what is the solution to it? Mm-hmm. So okay, cool. When it came to, as soon as they started, uh, I think the last time, which was like last week, about the, about Tristan, I said, so listen, you don't like me taking her outside when her hair is not done. You don't like me taking her outside with wild clothes. I said, if you do her hair and you make sure her clothes are out every morning, it doesn't matter what day, whether we t- go outside or not, just have her clothes out. I will take her outside. Same, she's like, all right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but now the ball's in your court. Now the ball's because, in. Because if she has her hair all nice and done, cute uh-huh. outfit, and you're just there like on the couch. Yeah, then it's my fault. Yeah. It's my fault. 
And but I, I like that. that. Is a, a problem a solution? Yeah, I and try to I try to out. find solutions in in our arguments. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you leave the argument up in the air, I feel like that's when it can come back around. And that's the worst. And that's the worst. When I find that we're having the same argument, I internally be like, "Fuck!" Like Yo. I fucked up because we definitely had this argument last month. So the fact that we're back here, I can't blame anyone but myself. And now I have to. Figure it out. And then I got to pay for therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Um, And therapy gets a bad rap, but therapy doesn't mean your relationship is failing. No, not at Mm -hmm. all. You should should go when you're happy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think think therapy is necessary, not only as a couple, but separately. Just to learn learn more about each other, learn your triggers, uh, learn the things that kind of make you who you are and things that can make you better. Um, that's where we learned how to set ground rules to arguments. Yeah, and one thing that's unique to marriage is that it's a commitment, right? Mm-hmm. So if you enter every argument, every disagreement, knowing like no matter what, at the end we're together. So we want to be together and be happy. So let's not disrespect each other mm. or take it to the next level because we're gonna sleep next to each other tonight. So at least let it be a nice. Evening. It's funny when you're having arguments, but you're still cuddling <laughs> or touching feet or something. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> Listen, yeah. no matter how mad I am, I need to be. I need to feel your feet at least in the bed in the night, right? No, need but, a little body heat. But then it's confusing because, like, are we cool? Oh, are, are we cool? Is this a <laughs> is this beef right or, now? Or there's been times where we've had sex, but she's like, "Don't think this fixes anything." Yeah, <laughs> like we still haven't resolved. Well, I was just gonna say that. Like sometimes people use sex as a band aid. Oh yeah, they and do. then they don't address underlying problems. And we make it a point. Like even if we had sex, great sex, we still need to have this conversation mm. when we're both ready. Hold on, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, this could be. This could be the uh, unmarried man himself. (laughs) Mr. Jones. (laughs) The unmarried man himself, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. CP time himself. Wow. Wow. So there's a correlation between being in a committed relationship and being on time. Oh, is it now? Because so, they hold you accountable. So if, mm. if Mouse had a ring on his finger, he would have been here early with breakfast. Yeah. Or maybe that's the reason he doesn't. <laughs> Welcome home, Mouse. How you feeling, man? <laughs> He's like, You look Shit, nice. You just I got your into? braids done. You look nice. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hello. <laughs> Everybody, I just you know was dissected real fast, and yeah, okay, you know, you know, married people in the failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna call this episode "Married in the Failure." So I I couldn't hack it as a married man because I couldn't be on time. There we go. And you said that's why I'm undeserving of love. I didn't say that's why you're undeserving. I didn't say undeserving. You heard that, right, sir? (laughs) You deserve love. Yeah, you heard that, right? I don't deserve everyone long lasting love. Long lasting love. Get it together, man. Wait. Trev, this is sick. <laughs> There's a familial connection. Listen, we, wow. We, we put our rings Get together it. It's like Captain Planet. Talk about it. <laughs> Wind. Oh, wow. <laughs> All three. Wow. Okay, no, I remember. Uh-huh. You remember those you used, days, you used don't to be you? Gang. 
I used to be. It's all right. It's okay. It's the it's the it's the villain origin story for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it started, actually. That's how he became Thanos. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to love, and it was like, <laughs> and then I was like, I'm the inevitable. I'm the inevitable. <laughs> you had to come back to me. No, what did I miss? I mean, these are two, these are obviously two people we talk about a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Off air. Um, we love their podcast. Uh-huh. Um, Thank you. It was very important. Funny thing, it's sick that I'm late, right? Very sick. Because I hit them and was like, hey, what are you guys doing like in seven hours? You want to be on a podcast? Um, and they moved their schedule around. They did. And then I hit Matt. And then I have this thing. Me and Mac are the two late ones of the podcast. But I have this thing where I like, that one I hit Matt. Mac was way in. No, absolutely. I hit him. So Mac, be, I, th- I think this is just my belief. Right? In our marriage, I think Mac is <laughs> only on time when it's me and him to rub it in my face. Mm. That he <laughs> Like, cause every time he does it, he has this like judgy look. Mm. Like I walk in, he's like, "Hey, champ." Like, yeah. I'm like, "Don't call me champ, bitch." <laughs> he was, he was champ, practicing in the mirror, like what he was gonna say to you. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like the champ today. <laughs> I woke up. I was like, I woke up. I opened my eyes. And I was like, fake, relax. And I just said, "Hey, Google, what time is it?" Mm. Google said it was 10:55. I said, "Bitch." You should have <laughs> had Google set an alarm for you. I, did. Uh-huh. I just got off the road. It's no shoot. I j- literally just got off the road yesterday. So I think every ounce of tired I ever was, yeah. it all hit me at no, once. No, but it's okay. Yeah. So the marriage is good because Mac held it down for you. We you had know, a really good conversation. We talked to his wife. Yeah. yeah. You missed it. But he oh, held it down for you. She so. hates me now. <laughs> <laughs> we were yeah. just talking about using sex as a band aid for arguments. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Fucking A. <laughs> Wow. So that's what you we walked into. into we were getting into it. Yeah. Well, good thing I can't have sex with you, man. <laughs> Be a big ass band aid. <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you. There's some, there's some, y'all, y'all need surgery over here. <laughs> yeah. We'd be, uh, we wouldn't be able to keep our hands off each other. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If that was the case. A lot of apologizing going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm sorry, Mac. Yo, y'all mm-hmm. ever just hug it out? Absolutely. We're okay. brothers. Mac we do that all hug. Okay. Like you see those muscles, they're good for something, yeah. and not just for looks. It's like okay. when he like hugs you, you, get in that, <laughs> you feel safe. You get in that cup. You feel safe. <laughs> I feel like the walking little spoon. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty nice. Pretty decent. <laughs> I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna gas myself up, but you know, pretty good hug. And pretty pretty, good. He's a pretty good hugger. I might have to hug you on the way out. I'm just, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Bit jealous that Christina gets to do that all the time. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Oh, I would have married his ass too. <laughs> I don't know. Travis has some pretty broad shoulders. His hugs might be better. I don't know. All right. Ooh. See, Whoa, that's a gonna, wife. Guess guess what? That's a wife. Guess what? We're going to have a hug off. We're going to have a hug off. Hug off. You're going to have both a hug, hug off? mouse and then he'll. No, don't fucking hug me. <laughs> don't hug me and remind me that I don't and, get. And I don't he have has a hug really to big hands too. too. Yo, enough. All right. Okay, enough, I'm done. Young lady. Okay, I want to talk to y'all if you haven't already. Please. The fucking last two episodes, one. You guys have been in a pocket. Last two episodes, as a just as a podcast listener, you guys have been in a pocket. So Thank you. kudos Appreciate to y'all on that. All right, this episode, I got to remember, okay, when this episode comes out, so technically that was like a month ago for y'all. Okay. You guys had your ex on. Okay. Yo. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, this was two Wait, weeks ago. Yeah. Well, so because when this episode comes out, oh, okay, okay, it okay, would add two weeks. See, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay. Go ahead. Go, go in. Because I, I was, I was going to go. Okay. So, yeah. I acknowledge you. 
Okay. I know you are here. You're a huge part of the podcast. Literally, <laughs> without you, it would just be we. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, it would not be we. It would be still I, like each other. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. there's no we without you, mm-hmm. right? But I feel like with the two marriage podcasts I listen to, which is you guys, and um, and, and then and we had sex, the men go through some shit. Woo! It's like literally the podcast is an active unlearning and like humbling. Yes. You like that? Wow. Listen, although I was... Don't he was late twisted. and he came in pod, putting buckets up, ladies and gentlemen. Castor, okay? It's French. Whoa. Uh, check me out. Whoa. It, but it literally is, right? It's And I know the women are there, and I know you guys give a much-needed uh, perspective. But as a man, a formerly married man, but as a man, it's like, I, I couldn't do that. I did just certain... I don't even let the women I date acknowledge that they had an ex-boyfriend. I'd be like, who? Stupid. Like, I, I, used to, I used to have a problem with even hearing about former um, just hookups. So how the fuck do you get to a part? Are you dating? When y'all was dating? Dating, married. So it, how, do y'all, how do you go from that to now being on a podcast for the public to consume mm-hmm. and then sitting there with her ex? You said, what is you said, what is your relationship with, with my, my wife, wife now? Said, mm, there would be no say relationship, I'm going to bust your ass. Blow this whole shit up. Blow this whole shit the so, fuck up. So that person you're referring to now is probably like one of our closest friends now. Mm-hmm. Probably like even borderline family. Yeah, that's dope. So, you know, I had to like, like, that was a moment in time, but now it's my time and we're, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't stress about that. You know, I, I trust her. In any mm-hmm. any scenario. And to clarify, this ex, we never were in a serious relationship. We kind of had a fling. And that makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And we were... <laughs> we for were, me, it makes it worse. Like, so then, you just had access to the vagina. I love it. Like, <laughs> you I didn't have to work for it. Like, I love this vagina. And we weren't compatible on a romantic level, like, relationship. Just but we realized one. we were really right. good for <laughs> Right. You see what's going on here? Listen. You see the unlearning that I would not be able to unlearn? Yeah. yeah. I can unlearn all the things I've unlearned. You know, what? <laughs> make space for people. Uh-huh. Make, space, make space for black queer people. Make space for black women. Make space, make space for every black person in the world. I could do all of that. And it wasn't sudden. He went through his jealousy. The story we just told Mac before you got here was that ex. That was that ex? Yes. Wow. Uh-huh. I can't wait to listen. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great story. Don't tell. It's a great so story. So we had our issues with it. It wasn't as smooth. And... We talk about it all the time because he had a couple friends that was not I was not having it. That were women? Yeah. That he had sex with. Yeah. But do you see the double standard? Oh, I see it. But there's layers to it. It's, oh listen, it's I'm one thing one thing about Mouse Jones, I embrace the double standard. Mm. Because he definitely does. Listen, if you go outside right now, you see the moon, mm. I don't fucking think so. Because <laughs> it would be nighttime. Gotcha. Double standards exist for a reason, okay? Uh, um, I think when I you go outside at 11 p.m. and you see the sun, you'll know something the fuck is wrong. Okay. When it's nighttime, you act accordingly. Okay. So I will say, I'm not this super mature man. I I think because it was a woman, mm-hmm. it makes it a little easier for a me little, to digest. Hell no. Mm-hmm. Hell no. I be reading the motherfucker. I don't think if uh, she's articles. like, I have a friend here named... Mouse and we used to be lovers. I'm like, oh, hey, Mouse, come give me a hug. Uh, yeah, you're right. If she said that, please. It was easier to digest. Woman, for name Mouse, fuck him. That didn't come around these parts. But for me, I, you know, once I'm 
if I just like you, nah, I'm lying. If I am like just sexually interested in you, it's whatever. You can have whatever. You know, if we're just talking, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. The minute I like you, that means I'm going to love you in two days. So <laughs> we have to start preparing for this. He's that was lying. us. We were in love right away. Yeah. Yeah. Very lesbian of you. <laughs> yeah. Very. And we moved we in quick. We acknowledge that. What? What? No, for real. Lesbian, We've been, he's an honorary lesbian. Do. See? Yeah, yeah, he is. We, we moved quick. And that's the thing, lesbians. The fact that you have to be the honorary lesbian is crazy. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. The double standard is going I crazy. humble myself. <laughs> I, I can see. Yeah. It's great. But I, I love the podcast. I think you guys are doing a very important work. Mm-hmm. And um, not that you asked, but just, you know, keep going. It's a very, ne- it's a very necessary space. Thank like, you. we hit that space early on for us. I think we realized it just as our podcast. Like, Mm-hmm. We knew we weren't a music podcast, and we knew we weren't like we knew it, all the things for, we weren't for the for the very beginning. Um, up until maybe like a few months ago, mm-hmm. we were considered a health and fitness podcast. Mm-hmm. That's but, that's literally what we took ourselves just, as just the bros, just because that is a very healthy, necessary part. But I think I think we said that in the beginning. I think as, like he just said a few months ago, I think it just clicked for us. And I think it was the reaction, not from the women. We had that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was when we started hearing from men and like, yo, I, I needed to hear that conversation. Mm-hmm. Or even like in this midst of like men with podcasts, having oh a God. three black men led podcast is very dangerous. In Imagine how I felt getting ready for today. I was like, oh God, all the pressure not to get broed out over here. <laughs> no, I think, no, no. Oh, it could happen. It definitely <laughs> could happen. <laughs> but in a much different way, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And like whenever these podcasts would happen, and and women would be like, oh my god, like, and they would just be like, oh, niggas with podcasts, mm-hmm. men with podcasts, but they would always say, except guys next door. Yeah. And I think that's when it clicked for us how necessary we are in our space, and like how serious we got to take it from there. Like, not that we didn't take it seriously. Hey, brands that spend mm-hmm. money with us, we took it seriously. <laughs> it was oh, just like the purpose part mm-hmm. of it. I think I'm speaking no, yeah, to you right. like you're the right. purpose part hit for us, and it was like, it was that it was the conversation at uh at Dumbo House. Ah, ah, I think, yeah, I think it was a waking up for all of us, like, oh, you have this conversation, people have this conversation with you? It's bigger than y'all. And then, so, like, that's what I'm seeing for you guys, like, Mm -hmm. you guys are, like, super necessary in this space for young married couples, for young couples that want to be married, for young couples who failed at being married. For just people who want to know what a good relationship looks like. And how to communicate and navigate disagreements, because... Our problems aren't unique, but the fact that we could have them in a civil way and have those conversations without like jumping on each other's throats is unique. I'm about to say that's what makes it unique. It shouldn't be. Yeah. That's the part that's tricky. Like arguments, disagreements. We 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 had this conversation two weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Literally. Uh I was I was telling Mouse, there's no reason why in these arguments and all of that, you should you should get to a point where you're yelling and fighting and, like, and screaming and. Are oh, you talking about that episode? Yeah, that was like a month ago. Yeah, it was a month ago or so. But I be understand. Yeah, that's what. And I think I'm so broken. Like I understand it, right? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. we were having that conversation. I was saying where you said. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get yelling at me. Mm-hmm. I understand. <laughs> I'm a nigga. But like, I get it. And Mac was just like trying to like, get, you know, mouse. You don't, you shouldn't be yelled at. I was like. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. like, no, I do dumb shit. I'm like, I get it, right? Like, I get it. But then once we, like, wrapped, I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, you can say the same thing. You just don't got to yell at me. Mm-hmm. And on, even like with children, yeah. when you yell at them, they're not retaining anything that you're saying. And much it doesn't really change as you get older. Like I got a 15-year-old. They don't retain Listen. anything. Anything. <laughs> not if you're... You can yell it. You can mm-hmm. text it. Mm-hmm. You got to put this shit on uh, TikTok. <laughs> That's the only way. You, you got to do a dance with yeah, it. Yeah, if you want these kids to learn, like, shouldn't have... <laughs> up in your room. And that was that was something I just did was probably like an old dance. The kids are like, "What was that?" I hit the (laughs) wall. That was something difficult for me to learn as a father because even our oldest son, like he would do something. I'm like, "When I get home," and she's like, "By the time you get home, he's not gonna remember at all any of the shit he did." He's just like happy to see you. Wish Mm -hmm. my dad remembered that. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga remembered everything. Shout out to you. Oh, dad, I love you. He used to pick you. the branch out on but his way home. Even when my mom would say, watch when we get home. Oh, Lord. I'm like, now nah, I don't want to go home. Because now, <laughs> now I'm nervous the whole, the whole the ride whole, home. Like, yep. Just jitters. Damn, son. And, and I really thank God. I thank God for like building me as dense as I am. Because like, there's a lot of things growing up that probably affected other people in our age group. Um, probably led to some um other issues as they became adults that I was just too dense to acknowledge that was going on. It was right? a survival technique. You and, probably didn't realize your body was preparing you. Yeah, for... so it's like there's a lot of shit where I could look at and be like, oh, that pro-, you know, and be like, okay, that in their experience made them this way. But for me, it was like, oh, I didn't even that's what that meant? Like if I would have known, if I would have like not been as dense as I was, who knows, I probably would be like have depression issues or like <laughs> it's like certain issues. It's just like I was too dense to know what the fuck was actually happening. That doesn't mean you're completely... No, it doesn't mean I'm... Absor- I'm fucked up. <laughs> what I'm saying is, yeah. It's just a different side, right? I'm yeah. fucked up to a point where it's like, I'm doing shit. Like, okay, big part of my marriage uh, failing accountability moment. Mm-hmm. A big part of it was I would just do shit and be like, why you feel away? Mm-hmm. People feeling was a new thing for me mm-hmm. because I come from a household that not only did I not feel, there was no space for anyone else to feel. It, I grew up in the quintessential, hey, what you crying for, house. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you take that into a marriage where you have, I said this a few weeks ago, you took it into a marriage where two young people, we were 21 and 20. Two, no, young. 21 and 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were 21 and 22. You take that into two young people who already ill-equipped. We were not equipped to be married. And mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with age. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with 
equip, right? Where experiences, experiences and, yeah. and um, counsel. We didn't have Even the proper knowledge. counsel yeah. around us that would say, hey, maybe we had people who figured it out, right? My parents figured it out, but they may not be the best counsel mm. because they figured it out. They didn't actively have this plan, right? Mm -hmm. So where I took from my parents was, you know, you don't leave. You figure this shit the fuck mm. out. And that's a problem. And she was like, huh, no, <laughs> I get the fuck out of Dodge. Mm -hmm. Good for her, though, honestly. No, oh, hey. <laughs> wow. You know what? Let's finish <laughs> Because that hurt. But it's hard to accept that. And listen, our podcast, we talk about love and making it work, but not for the sake of making it work. We talk about staying happy. Once the happiness is gone, go it's your true. separate ways. You have a lot of life to live. And I think my thing is happiness is fleeting. Happiness is fleeting, right? What makes you happy now may not make you happy in five years. So I'm not always chasing the happy. I'm chasing the love. And I think, and I think that's where people, I think that's where I think my image and reputation get mixed up with my actual thought process, right? If I'm always chasing the love, then I'm not going to worry about, it, it works out sometimes against me because it's like, well, you're not making me happy right now. And who knows how long you won't be making me happy. But I'll be here. And I'll be happy that I'm here. And I'll be happy that you're here. But I may not be happy. But I'm be here. And I'm loyal. But that's miserable. Mm. So two things Maybe can be true. Maybe for other people. For me, I just need you there. And I've realized, I probably forgot over the, we had the conversation over the pandemic, that pandemic podcast we yeah, did. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I realized where that came from was because I've only been chosen one time, right? What so what that means is, I think going back to being a kid, my biological father and me didn't have a relationship. And there was always, and shout out to my mother, I love her. She's a running guest on this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, my mother didn't do anything wrong. She was just a mother raising a boy, but she stopped raising me early on and she protected me. Right. So when you're protected, you're getting sheltered from some things, you're getting sheltered from accountability sometimes. Mm -hmm. So my father, the person who raised me since I was six years old, mm -hmm. he's the only person that ever chose me. Mm. And to this day, he chooses me. So I always have an issue in relationships feeling like I'm choosing you, but you're not choosing me. You get what I'm saying? So I felt like that in my marriage. I felt like that in the relationships I've had since my marriage. Um, but the thing is, once my heart is involved, once I'm there, I'm there. And it's very hard to break me out of that. It's very hard. Like, you'll have to break up. I, I said it to somebody yesterday. I've never broken up with anybody. Mm. Like, I've dubbed bitches. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, bitch beat it. But nobody that's my girl. Anybody's been my girl? Oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> I be going so well, Woo. right? I be doing so well. Now, he was, now, he was now, on now a, we a bro pod right? again. We're a bro pod. Yeah. <laughs> took a left on, I took a left on Bro Boulevard in my bag. Mm -hmm. Bitch beat it. But no, like, I've, I, like, I've dubbed women mm -hmm. before. And like, yeah, you, you, nah. But like anybody that's been my girlfriend, I've never broken up with anybody. That's a little toxic though, because you're you're waiting for them to make the move when you. Is that even waiting for them? I'm fine. Mm. It's because I understand happy. Like so, it sounds but, to me like yes, you're searching for love, and it's as if love is the only thing you need to sustain a relationship. For me, and it that's is. but that's where the flaw is, in my opinion. 
And yes, like you said, happiness is fleeting. I feel like it's changing. So the same thing that kept us, that made us fall in love and get married that first year isn't what's kept us together for six years. It has evolved, but we're still happy. Does that make sense? I think, Absolutely. I, I, was say, I, think, I think the way that you look at it, the way that it's worked for me so far, and I could be wrong, things could, things could go left, whatever. If love is the engine, you got to treat happiness like the gasoline. Mm. You just got to keep filling that. That's a good analogy. Keep filling that thing up as much as you can. And you got you don't always go to the same gas station. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. You know, sometimes you got to pick up gas on the way the, to where you Depending on the price nowadays, too. Right? You know, you might got to get it, hit Jersey real fast. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yo, man, yeah. niggas always be having a bad... But like, I I think about it when me and you have our conversation. I know, and it's like just as a brother, right? Like you'll call me and be like, "Mouse, I'm not." And it's like my initial thought is always, "Mac, you're wrong." <laughs> not even you're wrong, Mac. Fuck. This is what I've said before, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it, I, because when I hear about it, I'm just trying to preserve the marriage. Mm-hmm. I see my brother and my sister. I see the love. I see there's a child, mm-hmm. and I say to myself, "I." I'm trying not to get emotional. I say, I'm saying, don't, don't lose this. Mm. I look at them and I'm like, don't lose this. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm, so whenever he called me, I'm like, bro, whatever you feel, put that shit in the back. Make sure she's good. Make sure she feel this. And yeah, she wrong or she might be wrong or this, that, and third. But <laughs> the, the the main goal is don't lose this. And then I'll get off the phone and I'll be like, well, damn, I didn't get a nigga no advice how to. <laughs> keep himself happy yeah. and it's like did i feel like that and then it starts every time it you know and then i start running back just situation that happened it's like i'm actively any married person that's near but i only have like two or three married friends near yeah. me, and only probably two of them trust me to call me <laughs> and ask me things because they know me outside of this shit yeah. so it's like those two people it's like very rarely am i giving them equal advice very rarely am i giving these two men the advice that says Hey, you got to be happy. It's like, hey. But you you can say you got to be happy within the context of your relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not saying, oh, well, deal with it because she's the mother of your child. Y'all married. Make it work. It's more so how can y'all make it work so y'all both happy again? And it's a a trickle down effect. And I think I never figured that out for me. So I'm giving survival advice instead of, um, what's the word? What what, what Hove said? Hove said, uh. I want to live. I want to live enormous, right? I'm giving. I'm instead of giving him, um, giving them advice to thrive. I'm just giving them advice to survive. Yeah, like get over this one hump. Bandage. Because if I bandage, like if I lose it, cool. I lost already. I feel. I would feel worse. I would feel thirty times worse if somebody connected to me lost that because it's like seeing fam, like just watching y'all, like y'all interact. Like I be. The United States government paid a lot of money for my brain to work the way it works, right? <laughs> so, like, I just watch the way, like... No child left behind, you heard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, that, not, not that government funding. Well, but it's just, like, observant, mm-hmm. right? And you, like, you know, you're in the military, you just watch body language. And, like, just watching Mac and Chris in a room. Mm-hmm. No matter what, just watching them in a room. Mac's chest pokes out a little more. <laughs> and she is just a bit... She's here. Mm-hmm. And it's... Just watching you guys interact, it's the slightest touch and the slightest bottling and it's like, yeah. And it's like, once I see that, it's like, oh, you can't lose that. But if you didn't see that, if when they were in a room, 
they didn't have that connection. You didn't see that little chemistry. Mark. When he would come to you bitching and complaining, it'd be harder for you to say, make it work. You'd be like, well, bro, maybe y'all got to step back a little bit. Don't you think that would have changed? Just, it's just a survival instinct. I've never... So with me being the oldest, I'm everyone's oldest. All three of my parents, I'm their oldest. Mm-hmm. And I was six when my parents got married. Mm. If you know anything about raising these motherfucking kids, kids is nosy than the motherfucker. <laughs> and especially growing up the way we grew up, I was just privy to a lot more information than and all my younger siblings. Yeah. And you just talk about like the way you know, my, we, my parents didn't have a bunch of money. If any, we lived, everything matters, right? The house we lived in first was a three-bedroom apartment on Long Island. Every room was right next to each other. So across the hall, you got my little sisters, which are four and a newborn at the time. My parents' room is right here, and my room's right here. The walls are this thin. Mm. I heard every argument. I heard every... Unfortunately, I heard some makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard, ugh. but I heard every argument, mm-hmm. every discussion, everything. I heard it. I witnessed it. I seen it. Um, shout out to my parents. But I don't think you're supposed to have certain conversations in front of kids. Mm-hmm. Do you think they were aware or they didn't care? I think they were so in love and so focused on fixing and surviving that there was this unintentional transparency. They were just like, we're here. And also, they're, my parents are literally a generation before our mm-hmm. age group. Mm-hmm. So they're the last of whatever that generation is. So they're the kids of the boomers, mm-hmm. which were raised in a very— I think they're kids. Generation X. Gen- yeah, I think, exactly. yeah. So like my parents were born late, late 60s, raised in the 70s, the mm-hmm. 80s, boom. So they were raised that old toxic adage, you know, kids are to be seen, not heard. When you think of that, that painting is to be seen, not heard. Mm-hmm. So everything we've just said in here, that painting, if it was a person, Would hear just it. observed it. Mm-hmm. And they better not say nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Better not have no reaction to it because it ain't your business. Mm-hmm. I was raised like that. And I was, I was the last one raised like that. You know, my sibling after me is four years, then seven, ten, like that. So I was the only one raised like that. So like I said, I was privy to things. to Shut the fuck up. I'm like, okay. And after a while, that just just seeing that, seeing the way my parents fought, argued, made up, stayed. Mm-hmm. I've never known a day since my my parents met in November of 1995. By February 1996, they were getting married. Oh, like and <laughs> literally, they, that's all I've known for from 96 to this day. We're talking. I've never known a day my dad not been in that house. I've never known a day my mom said, get out. Mm-hmm. So when I run into certain situations, I don't even know how to react because, like, I don't know what that – I'm all right, you're mad, but I'm right here. But you can acknowledge at this age that the way your parents did it wasn't the right way all the time, right? So, so wow, okay, wow. Okay. That was a good one. That was good. Woo. That was good. I feel like you said something about my parents. <laughs> Take it the fuck back. No. Um, me and Mac have, and Ryan have talked about this, and I think it leads to some of our, not internal issues, but it could lead to some issues that we have as a unit because all three of us, these are my brothers. 
but I'm way more controversial than them. And I'm way more willing to outwardly face something head on than they are. They, 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 I've been in this business and they created their own names in this business the way they have. They have relationships. I'm always with like, what? All smoke. I'll flip this shit. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Give a fuck about none of this. Mm-hmm. Which, which usually comes with a lot of cleanup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. They're like, that's your man's? <laughs> and, and they're my brother, so they never going to be like, they like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be somebody, it could be a job. It could be something that could negatively impact them later on. But for me, they riding. Because that's, and so me, I'm like, now where do I take that? I don't give a fuck about what's the right way. Did it get done? Mm-hmm. I'm the get it done person. So when you say, was it the right way? Maybe not. But they got 26 years. And they got they're it done. here. What do I tell them? What do I tell them? They did what the fuck worked and still working. We got one life. They made it work for 26 years. And, you know, I don't know your parents, but. It's more than just making it work. I don't want to be with Travis for 26 years if all we could say at the end was we made it work. I want to say we were happy. We lived our lives. Our children aspire to have loving, caring relationships Mm -hmm. like we were able to show them. And if in next year, two years, we realize we can't be that, we know that we'll separate. That two years might not be worth the 26 you're losing, though. In two years... If you allow, and and or those I'm on two the other bad side. years yeah. could be twenty more years of that of like those first six know, years were good. Know if you get off, I don't know. Like, I guess there is when you hit that love there, and and everybody knows the love I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. There's a certain love that sparked for y'all mm-hmm. that when y'all aren't around each other, you're yearning to get back in in around each other. Mm-hmm. That you and Chris are yearning to get back to to each other. Only the love I'm talking about. Only y'all can. Explain. I can't explain yeah. it. He won't be. Only y'all can explain that love, right? If you if you allow. Now this is if you are the two years is rough. But and you don't actively... want to be back. You said how when we want to yearn to be back together. If for two years we don't, we're like, I gotta go home. And it's not like it's just one thing that happens. And you're like, all right, well, no, we try. Good luck. We yeah. want to make our marriage work for sure. But if there's two years of us not wanting to be around each other. I'm not going to say, oh, let's see what happens in 20 more years. No. Like mm. the, other, the other day we were in the car and our son was with his little cousin and it was like at a red light and me and Stephanie just kissed and he whispered to him, they do that a lot. <laughs> That's so fire. But I want him to look at us like that for the rest no, of his absolutely. life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we don't, we don't hide affection. The craziest around. thing is that we say it's normal. But there's there's not many. We were just talking about it. There's not many examples of that in mm-hmm. real life. <clears throat> well, because we were. It's like super. It's systemic, bro. Like I know that's it's what, systemic, bro. That's that's what just that's started what like two generations before. Like, but even that's, but that's, affection, that, right? But that's what I'm saying. It's not a. As much as we want to say that's normal, we should call it the new normal or mm-hmm. what we want to be normal. But it's it's not like the the norm. But is, if you leave. If y'all let something tear y'all apart, then it won't be normal. And I'm so scared that we're in a time where I know I'm about to sound like a boomer. I'm about you to are. sound like you a, are. I, I already sound see like where a GOP member. I already <laughs> see where you're going, but sir. It's so norm. Divorce is so normalized. And sure, there are certain extent where it's like, hey, get the fuck away from this motherfucker, right? And we don't have to go so greasy to talk about abuse and infidelity and shit like mm-hmm. that. Just like 
this person isn't a good person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes some things happen and y'all end up getting married. Get away from this person. But how much of this is really just people saying, I have the access and ability to leave you, so I'm leaving. That and does not happen. worrying about what you're tearing apart oh, no. and the lives you're affecting in tearing that I do, apart. I do think that that happens quite a bit nowadays. Like, I'm leaving just because I can. I think that happens it's quite summertime. a bit. It's <laughs> summertime. <laughs> it is summertime. summertime. But then on the flip summertime, side. These legs out. <laughs> what sometimes about, a good time to leave. Yeah. On the flip side, there could be a family, like, for example, us. Eli has a solid idea of us happy. And then it doesn't work, but then we can still be happy as a family, not in a marriage. I think he'll respect that oh, yeah, and yeah, love yeah. that about us. Like their marriage romantically couldn't work, but we're still a family at the end of the day. And then the kid gets two Christmases. <laughs> or one it's if we still cheap. do it I like that. Say it's way cheaper. Listen, no matter what, we're doing one Christmas. Mm-hmm. Don't get <laughs> fucking cute. Yeah. Your half, my half. Don't and before we go cute. too far off, Miles, I did want to acknowledge, like, you seem very aware of, like, what how, what your childhood has done for you as a yeah. man and how yeah. it impacts you. Mm-hmm. But that's just a vantage point. Yeah. Like, we acknowledge it, but it's not who we are. It's not set in stone. Like, we can still evolve. Mm-hmm. There's nothing set in stone. That's the best part about this whole and, thing. But a lot of times we say, this happened to me in my past. Or my parents were this way, so this is why I am the way I am. Whereas we should be looking at it as, as this is why I've been this way, but what can I do to change it? Yo, there's this quote uh, from from um, from a pastor that I, I'm always watching, man. I think I posted it a it's few Keon. weeks ago. Yeah, Keon. He's... That nigga's dangerous. That dangerous. boy's good. Mm-hmm. He's good. He got the word, boy. He's he said he said, um, "Are you so in love with what hurts you that you can't let it let go?" It go. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you ask me that question, yes. Because you were, you what happened that. to me, what hurt me, built who's here today. And you don't know what that other side. And I don't like. know what unearthing that looks like. And I'm not. I'm not even. I don't think it's worth the blowback to unearth it because I've been me for so long. But you got to take the risk because it could be so much better. I'm not willing to find out. Because we talk I, about our childhood like mm-hmm. it's forever. It's 18 years of our lives and we so have... our childhood is forever. That's the point. It has, it leaves, it makes an impression on us mm-hmm. forever. But we have to do the work to come out better at the end of it. But you think about it, what makes you the most happiest, right? Well, men. I'll talk about men. I okay. don't know what women, yeah, we'd be here for a day. Who makes you most happy? It's easy. List one through 70,000. It changes. Right. It's evolving. But with men, it's like, if you look around, right, especially our age, all the niggas that like we, like we know, what makes them the most happy? It ain't going out, spending money, bottles, all that. Let's spend money. Sneakers. Good clothes. clothes. And we always, I don't care what walk of life, I could ask this nigga right here, I could ask anything. We find some new shit to collect all the time. Yeah. So what did I say the other day that was, I was like, this moment right now is make, this is happiness. Well, um, I think I asked you, like, if you could have anything. No, we were baking cookies. Oh. Uh, and I was like, I'm this a, moment right now, bro, I'm, I'm a putting. Ba- I'm a baker. <laughs> I'm a baker's man. Bake me a cake as fast as you can. <laughs> Understand. I, I completely understand. I had asked you, what's your version of heaven? Uh, that's the conversation I thought you were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just have these conversations off air. Like, yeah. Let's right, wrap this. That's love. <laughs> that's love right there. That is love. And like, then you're making me look so, like, yeah. me look so bad. Right he now. made me feel bad because he was like, this right here, like, this will be my heaven. 
But that, but that, now you rewind it and you think about how it is for raising boys. Mm-hmm. We were so fucking happy with a toy. Sometimes we play with the box of the toy more than the toy. You're just sitting there and the little girls, they need, you gotta get this doll and you gotta get the matching outfit and you gotta get this doll. Mm-hmm. We're so content right here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like life is so much, it's for black men at least, life is so much seeing us content and like, all right, get th- stop, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. You got to get happier doing something else. You gotta, your happiness got to be doing something. It's like, no, I don't want to be happy with this. We, we have those struggles, especially like with me in the workforce. She's like, so what's next? What are you doing next? Where, where, where are you going? What company are you looking at? I'm like, but I'm good. They treat me good here. What's, what, what's wrong with good? <laughs> they have but no, cookies. you need better. They have hot cookies. <laughs> Leave like me alone. Cookies. But it's just like, so all of that I say in the same way in my relationship. If I am happy, I'm right here. And I'm I'm not a reciprocal person. I don't believe in reciprocation. I think it's transactional. Everything I do is 1,000% based off of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I want you to do everything you will do 1,000% on you absolved of me. If you want So it's f- not like tit for tat. I hate We're that. We're just doing good, what's good or natural. Bad, I hate it. If you if I buy you flowers, that's not for you to go fucking okay. suck my dick now. Like... <laughs> That's not what I did it for. But it would be, be nice. nice. <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> All right. Let me show you the weird in me. Like, if you go to suck my dick right after you fly, I'm like, move. Yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't game. do it. <laughs> Can't move. You just don't want to touch me. She got to mm-hmm. pop up on you. You got to do, you got to initiate the dick stuff without. He wants surprise head. He wants surprise head. I want surprise blue. Like, you know, when you sleep, you're like, oh, oh, wait a you minute. that shit right there? <laughs> like, you act like you didn't know something. Like, here you go. Right now, yeah, slip it, slip it off, baby. That's Go what ahead. I want to do. Slip my drawers off like a little whore. <laughs> I got a little whore. <laughs> That's what I want. You get what I'm saying? Like I hate, hate the conversation and the thought process that our generation has in regards to reciprocation. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking transactional, and it's such a fucking crutch. You have no idea who you are in this relationship, any relationship outside of the transactionalism. Mm-hmm. If that person didn't do that, would you still do that? And a lot of people's answer would be no. So how do you feel about holidays? I love holidays, but that's because it brings me joy. I joy. Joy. <laughs> but it, it brings me joy mm-hmm. to see and try and recreate that fucking picture, hallmark shit we seen growing up. I I I love the smell of Christmas. I love the familial setting of Thanksgiving. I love the thought of a huge fucking cookout for the Fourth of July and Labor Day, and family is just around mm-hmm. loving on each other. And ha, ha, I'm looking to recreate that with the Joneses. I love that, except the gift part. Everything you said is like yes. I love hosting. Like I always saw myself like. My house is going to be where my son wants to bring his friends. Yeah. And I'm cooking for everybody and I got all the snacks and yes. But then Christmas and the feeling and the food. I love food. So Mm -hmm. holiday food for Mm -hmm. me is that will be in heaven with Mm -hmm. my version of heaven. But then the gift giving is where it kind of loses me. I love it. I love it. Show me. And it's not so much because I... I don't, uh, there's a lot of shit fucked up about me. Got major we trust know, issues with know, people. We know, we know. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was a low blow. <laughs> they didn't know, you knew. So how does trust issues relate to gifts? Because I don't trust anybody to make, I don't trust anyone to get me what I want. I don't trust anyone enough to give, have an expectation for them. So I go get it myself. Mm. 
So don't buy me no sneakers. Cause you're gonna do, so, you're gonna be like, oh, he likes niggas. You're gonna fucking walk in here with some Stan Smiths, and I'm gonna trunners. I'm gonna fucking roof them. Some, some, yeah. some Jordan trunners. I'm be like, bitch, d- do I look like a baseball coach? Get these shits <laughs> yeah. the fuck away from me. So then you don't me. like getting gifts. I do, but I like the fact that you thought about me to okay. get me a gift. But I will make it very easy on you, and I get everything I want. So that so way it's you a can get me an emotion. You can, you can. Okay. Al- so like with me, the best gifts have always been. I sound like like the white people, but like the acts of service. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so I don't. I, like I said, I'm fucked up. I don't like massages because I, I don't like random people touching me. Mm-hmm. He's like that. But if you were to think about me and I wake up and like you book me a massage, who knows? I might like even cringe myself through it mm-hmm. because someone cared enough about me to be like, I want him to relax. Or you taking me somewhere? Oh, mouse, I got us a trip to here. And just if we're being honest, women today aren't doing that. In bunt in loads because at after after a certain age it becomes this negotiation process where it's like well if I do this you got to do this and I I had eject on all negotiation processes yeah. I'm not negotiating my happiness I'm not negotiating my love in the in the hopes of getting married no I'm what I want to see and I'm gonna keep you in that little gray area because it lets me see that is to me that's the most honest I get out of women you keep them in that gray area and then they do. What oh, they Lord. feel like they do, they want. And to by do. gray area, that was what do you mean? As toxic as uh, as uh, Brent Fire's song. That was crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like keep them in a gray area, like not. not I think the, the minute you put keep them in the dark, dark, <laughs> dark. The minute you say, "Hey, you're my girlfriend," mm-hmm. that means I'm your boyfriend, and that means there are set rules and regulations that we have. That now we begin a negotiation process, especially after if you're dating women thirty. And over now they are negotiating it's a negotiating process to get to the marriage and it's like experiencing it it's like mm, this is not fun you don't think you could just live in the moment though and just take I it do, i am the moment person mm. when you're dating women our age they don't give a fuck about these moments these moments better be lined up in order to get to this end process. But then What's the end goal? The woman for you, you're gonna want those same things too. It's gonna just happen. But mm. being yeah, but I don't have to, I don't I don't walk into it with. I, I envision like we're going to a meeting, right? Like we get like you're my girlfriend, I'm your boyfriend. All right, that means negotiations for marriage start tomorrow. Mm. Get, your get your lawyer. Get your <laughs> lawyer. Get your lawyer. Appendix A. Uh, if you go down to line one, Bravo, you can see what on Tuesdays I'm only giving hands up. Bitch, that, I, <laughs> what? I don't want that. I don't want my life. I don't want to agree to a life. Mm-hmm. I want us to be living an ever evolving life where we choose each other every day and we understand that, hey, I need you, right? I, and I know we live in this time where oh, nobody. And I know there's a bunch of people on Instagram saying, women, you don't need no man. You would like companionship, but you don't need. No, 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 no. Bitch, need me. I, I need, need, I need my man. Needed. You see that? Yeah. You see that? Yeah. I like that. Like, I need mine. Yeah. And, I, and I need you to need me. I don't give a fuck about I'm choosing. No, bitch, we could choose each other tomorrow. But I need you to need me today. If I wasn't here, I need to know that your life would be different. Mm-hmm. I need you to know that your life would be different. I know it. And you, we don't really 
that reminds me sort of of what we talk about, like that pessimism as if now if you are committed, if you are in a marriage, you're going to lose that, that choosing each other. Like we still choose each other and if anything, even more because we're married to each other. I think that's one of the uh, that's one of the things that I can honestly say about me and Christina. It doesn't matter. The roughest days, the 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 best days, it, you kind of wake up with a. I'm choosing you mm-hmm. like you, you could even hear like when, she, yeah. when she picked up the phone. I don't know how she normally sounds, but there was like even happiness coming out that speaker. She just knew I wasn't here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he probably texted her like, I hey, Mouse was running late and she was like, so happy that my oh, husband Lord. spends the least amount of time around with Mouse Jones today. <laughs> and Love you, Chris. That is my sister. Like you even mentioned like um, scheduling hand jobs. So weird. That's something we speak a lot about, about like maintaining a healthy sex life in a marriage. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like, I feel like it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because in our culture, it's so ingrained that once you get married, your sex life sucks. And then in relationships, it happens because that's what society has ingrained in us. It's like the chicken and egg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you can actively choose to prioritize sex and have great sex for years and years. And that's fine. I think that's that's what we talked about technically last week. We started started to to talk about that. And, um... I think it was just, I think everyone needs to learn how to articulate. And I think it just, some, well, in society, in our society, negatively falls on the man because it's like, you just want to stick your dick in something. It's like, no, man. We're like, not mind readers. Right. And when I, when I put my penis in you, it's like a reset. It's like, oh, I'm so happy. This is mine. <laughs> it's, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And everything else is worth it. But it, you know, it just gets looked at as like this task after a while for women. And I think because we don't know how to articulate that properly, we're just like, no, I, just, I want to fuck. I, I'm gonna say, I think it's on both sides because, uh, well, like the we women talk- they know how to articulate what they need. They know how to articulate it. But what about sex or in general? What leads to the sex? And I mm. think that is what missed is what. That's why I was saying last week. That's what's missed on us. Mm. And also, I don't think we're taking a strong enough stance. I think we're just seeing men just say, "Oh well, all right," and either they just go without. And become like a really mean person, <laughs> or they go out and cheat, or whatever. Case, instead of literally leaning in, like, "Hey, no, 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 I need you to understand." The same way, if I don't do this and I don't do that and I don't do this, you're going to pull away from me. You're going to leave me, and it's going to be really bad for our marriage. This is how it is about sex. Like, I need to know mm. that today I matter to you. Mm. I need to, and you can cook. Sex is validating for it's you. It's very validating for mm-hmm. me. It's extremely validating for men. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna take the I'm not even gonna take the vest and be like, oh, it's just mouse. Every man in here. No. I just said that. There's a validation of sex. If you look at it, how do we validate ourselves growing up? How much sex we can have, how many women. Yeah. It doesn't change. Even for women in a sense, because we we spoke about how for me, if I was ever rejected, I would feel ugly, unwanted, like he doesn't want to have sex with me. Like, it must be a me thing. Hey, Trav, just... I'm, I'm that, doing just, my best here. I'm no, just, my best. Just, just note that. Just <laughs> you, like, you don't feel ugly? I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't turn it down if yeah. I tried. He right. never does. Oh my God. All right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't that, know about that. That was so cute. It was... I loved that, actually. Yeah, it was really disgusting. I'm going to take that home right now. <laughs> couldn't turn you down if I... Look, Max, I'm going home. Couldn't turn you down if I tried. Honestly, he's... I've never seen it. He's never, ever. I had COVID and be like, come on, baby. Yeah. Just with the mask on? Yeah. Literally with... You're going to get this vid. You're going to get You're going to get this vid. Listen, it... We have to do this again. We have to do this again. Yeah. Maybe we do like a little powwow for... 
for Patreon. I'm with Bring it. Chris on. I'm with it. If she's okay with yeah. that. And like just all of us chop it up. You we can talk about how much it. I failed. Um, oh, Jesus and how much Christ. Mm-hmm. We're just enjoying life. Yeah, we can and you, you, man, I'm just so surrounded by oh, well, I just know successful marriages. And it's yeah. just... I got to get out of here. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, please tell the people where they can support and follow mm-hmm. and... You know, be all up in your business yeah, with so your podcast. Yeah, we're on all socials. Instagram, we still like each other. TikTok, we still like each other. Um, YouTube, we still like each other. Everything's we Apple still like. Apple Podcasts, yes. We still mm-hmm. like each other. So that should be easy to remember, right? Very no, simple. I, simple. Hate <laughs> I don't like He's her. lying. He's lying. Hate her. Hate her. So we end our hate podcast and we always check in if we still like each other. So do y'all still like us? Oh, I love y'all. Yeah, we like uh, yeah, no, no, I, I know we, you love me. We know you love us, but, but do you, you like, like us? Let's not go down that road. I don't got to really like you. As long as I love you, I'm going to be right here. All right. Because right. y'all motherfuckers make it hard to like oh, you. Not nice. y'all. Oh, Mouse y'all. Me? No, no, no you, just who you represent. Okay. Who you represent. Your people. Yeah, your people. Your people. Yeah, yeah you, you one of those. Mm. I was hoping to go toe to toe with you today. You see, look. Do you see what's going on here? They, she came in here wanting to fight. I was ready. Just wanted to learn. <laughs> Lord. Just wanted to learn. It's just, you know. Nah, Miles Jones, funny. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Broken. <laughs> Love me. Love me. Matt, what you got going on? You, uh, the announcement was announced. The announcement was announced. Uh, we got a movie dropping. Back on the screen. Back on the TV, on, the, on your movie screens. Uh, praise this. Me, Drewski, mm. um, me, Drewski, Quavo, mm. uh, Chloe Bailey, mm. Will Packer. Mm. It's going to be nice. How does this feel? You're the OG on set. Praise God, man. <laughs> you're like not Clifton Powell, but you're like Clifton Powell. But I'm Powell. Clifton Powell. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thank you for making me feel that old. Okay, OG. Just then the OG. <laughs> you're like the OG on set. You've been doing this. Since I was 13. Since you was 13. These people, this is some of their first movie. Yeah, I guess. Um, it feels good, though. I mean, you know, I, I just, main thing, uh, I very much like Michael Jordan, try to make sure that I'm, I'm bringing everybody along, make sure that I, I that I, I show everybody that I'm not going to ask them to do anything that I wouldn't do, and then just lead by example. Oh, so handsome. <laughs> so handsome. Can't wait, can't wait to hug him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're in for it. You're in for it. You're going to be hard. Oh, um, I see we're decked out in it, so shout out to our boy Sonny. Shout out to Sneak. Save Mankind. Make sure you support that. Um, All the time. I got the socks on. I got the shirt on. Love love Sonny. Um, so shout out to Save Mankind. Yep. And, uh, uh, make please sure. send me some stuff. Please. <laughs> I have y'all stuff. Oh, I don't wow. Have, I don't He's have hoarding stuff. it. No, I'm not. I can't fit. <laughs> That's your shirt. <laughs> First of all, I can't fit. This thing okay. Mac and Ryan way. I can't fit. These motherfuckers, they size up. They got to make room for muscles that I don't have. Oh, gotcha. wow. But this ain't theirs. Wow. Okay, notice how this is hugging me. <laughs> okay. Um, what was I about to say? Uh, Eco Gavi Straws. Yep. Shout out to Ryan. That's our men. Never, never without support. Um, Eagle Gavi Shores, if you're in Tulum, make sure you hop on one you of those yachts. 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 Um, Trap Karaoke, we are on tour, so trapkaraoke.com. Make sure y'all get your tickets, see the next time we're in a city near you, and pull the fuck up. So, yo, sold out shows every show. I love it, though. Mm-hmm. We're back. When are we coming along? Um, this Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah, this Friday, New York. It's I'm in, lit. I'm, we're in New York on Friday. Yeah, backstage passes? Yes. All right. Look, everybody wants to just... No, I'm just saying, how much do you love us? Right? 
Jay, I already told everyone wow. in the studio. Kevin already knows. Kevin has y'all passes. Leave me alone. Leave me the fuck Ooh, alone. Ooh, we started something. <laughs> Jay looked from behind. Hey, so just want to make sure I'm good. Everyone's good. Trap Karaoke New York will be here. If you're hearing this podcast, you missed it. It was a, a it was, time. It was a time. We had a time last a time. night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Trap Karaoke, trapkaraoke.com. Um, make sure y'all check out the YouTube series with Mouse Jones. Right now we got um, OMB Peasy up. Mm. We got Westside West Side Boogie. Um, oh, right now, Queen Naja, the Queen Naja episode just dropped. Um, I got a special one coming at the end of the month. Um, don't want to say no name, but I'll spell it out. No, I won't. Um, but yeah, support all of that with Mouse Jones. Follow that on YouTube. But more importantly, most importantly, Guys Next Door podcast. Each and every Monday we're here. Thank Maybe on a Tuesday us. sometime. Of course, our platform is always open to you guys. Make sure you support them. And uh, make sure y'all take care of each other, love each other, and turn in. We'll see y'all next Monday. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.